Be on the dugout, lay some up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Put you on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan Do it for your city, true ballers understand You gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout, lay some up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Put you on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Be on the dugout well, a very pleasant uh, good evening to you here at 6pm drive time on the 11th of June. It is episode 9 of Beyond the Dugout. Of course, I'm Jason Goobies, a.k.a. Chopper, and the ever characteristic, charismatic, I don't know, stylish. You just go stylish. Okay. It is Damien Collins. Kia ora, bro. Kia ora, everyone. How are we doing this week? Kia been a great week, hasn't it? It's been a fantastic week, man. I'd say what Happy I'm really Friday. yeah, I'm really excited about this week. It's also our first episode that we are going to have a special prize. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Episode nine, we had filmed it at the Warrior Sports Bar. It was a couple of weeks back. It is the Bromhead Sisters this yes. week with Tegan, Kyla, and Bex. Well, there's a trivia question to it. Who is the fastest out of the three? If you can get it right, you've got to watch the end of the episode because we announce who the fastest is. We actually actually a special coach come in and give us the answer to that one. If you get it correct, put it in the comments here uh, to the podcast. Whoever gets it first wins a $50 bar tab at the Warrior Sports Bar. That's where we film. That's our Auckland base. So thank you to Alan Vaughan and Scuppy and the crew there. Yeah, thank you to the crew there. And and it might not be the end. It might be in the middle. It might yeah. be at the beginning. You're just going to have to listen. Yeah, it's well, a good one. You are indeed. So yeah. you buckle yourselves. And uh, before we get on to the episode and talk about the Bromheads, man, uh, this week in sport you mentioned uh, is a big week. Boy, oh boy do we have to talk about Roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster of sporting emotions this week, of it course. Has, it has. Yes. Do we have to talk about State of Origin? Yeah, well, oh, no, we don't have to, mate. Is that because you lost 50 to 6? And I won ten dollars off you and Hamish. Is that why? Okay. We can we, we can go past it. It's I cool. like how you did that. Cool. We've covered it. Yeah, yeah, go. Okay. New South next. Wales win fifty to six, and we're on to the next topic. Okay. Wow, good one. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Bloody Check. New South Wales. All right, fantastic. Hey, uh, man, I tell you what. One of the things, and I'm going to talk about some of the local sport and stuff. But bro, that got me on the edge of my seat this week. The uh, NCAA College yes. World Series of softball there between Oklahoma. Well, the whole series was yeah, fantastic. But the, the final series was outstanding. Oklahoma and Florida State, of course. Our uh, Travis Wilson, one of the assistant coaches, or hitting coach for Florida State. What a series! Future guess. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. I just yeah. made the level of it, oh, man. the production, the style, oh. the speed. It's got everything, isn't it? 13,000 people live at each of those yeah. uh, final uh, three. It went to three series. Florida State at the first one. We were like, well, can he do it? Can they do it? The way ESPN can produce anything, eh? and I know it's an amazing game over there, don't get me wrong, we've talked over the last nine weeks about how special the women's game is internationally, but um, yeah, that production, it was unreal. I found myself following every inch of it, you know, the slow motion um, replays where they'd zoom into the ball and highlight it like, mate, where's that? Where's our truck like that? Pretty impressive, <laughs> yeah, man. Mate, it was amazing, but the, cool. ball, the ball was top-notch. Yeah. Um, just the way they conduct themselves – they all seem to love playing the game as well. So, yeah, no, the passing fan, even if they had switched on Channel 60, they, they would have enjoyed it as well. 
Other uh, sport in the States uh, this week was the American qualifiers for the baseball mm-hmm. to the Olympics. Congratulations, USA, uh, going 5-0 and through that series. They get the fifth ticket to Tokyo. Mm. One more series qualifier series to go, and it will be hosted in Mexico, moved from Taiwan because of COVID. Also, unfortunately, a couple of the contenders have had to pull out, can't get there in time. Uh, around COVID again, but it will be Venezuela uh, in there and um, Dominican Republic and Netherlands mm. fighting for the last spot to uh, to Tokyo. So good luck to them. And I tell you what, the WBSC is stoked to get an international event off the ground finally yeah. uh, around the world. So good to see that was uh, successful. Uh, while we're in the States, we must have touched on the others, but uh, Major League Baseball is, is still rocking along. My team, the Dodgers, have found some good form. That's great to see. But San Francisco, Tampa Bay, man, Rich Hill on the hill. Those guys are doing wicked job over there. It's making up. For an interesting season, I think really comparative across the board. Of course, there's a couple of teams that are, that, are, that are done. You can see that. But in general, there's a lot of teams in contention. An all-star ballot started this week too, so it'll be interesting to see who makes those teams. Fantastic, mate. I know you I know you love your baseball. So tell me, uh, for people that don't know about our Kiwi boy, they just signed with the Mets. Yeah, he sure, he sure did. Yeah, no, great to see, man. i tell you what, um was really cool to see that. Uh, and, and, and it goes to show that, look, if you put yourself out there, you just you you never never know. They signed with the Mets. It's a, obviously a minor league uh, deal at this point. They're going to see what he's like when he gets over there. DJ Carasso was the one of the pitching coaches with Baseball New Zealand and the Tuatara, uh, and uh, young Elliot uh, onto the show there. So Elliot Johnson, uh, which is great. I got to play with his brothers mm. uh, for a season. Um, so I know that they'll be they'll be stoked, you know, proud as punch, and, and we wish we wish them the best of luck. Absolutely, it is a big mixing pool of athletes he's got to get through, and and uh, you know we just fingers crossed. You never know, maybe maybe it's the fairy tale. Maybe fingers crossed, man. Wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah, yeah. NBA, NBA. My times have are changing, mate. Times are changing. We're down to the semifinals in the East and the West, and for the first time since 2010, we will no not have LeBron James or Steph Curry in the NBA Finals. Wow. Does, does that make the finals any less? I don't think so, man. Nah. This 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 no, year, right. this crop of people coming through are pretty special, you know. In the background we've got Heat, uh no, Nets, uh, Bucks, you know, Giannis, KD, yeah. Kyrie. But you know, look across the the board, Trey Young, you know, uh Luka Donis is just out, but um, you know, uh Nikola Joker Joker Jokov. Mm. And you know, the all these people that are still, you know, tw- 25 and under that are just the rising stars and yeah, they're in good hands. Two they're episodes good. again, but you sat on the fence. I'm thinking, <laughs> one of the NBA. Are you ready Do to it. get off the fence? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, pause. no, no. I, 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 look, I would like to see the Suns and the 76ers in the final. Nice. Because I don't want the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want them there. And I want I want Chris Paul to get a ring. I honestly do. Devin Booker's, uh, you know, he's uh, the rising star that's leading the team for the Suns. But Chris Paul, 16 years, you know, just beat his mate LeBron in the first round. So I'd love to see him go all the way and get a ring. That's that's my cool. That's my cool. I like the love, man. Share the love. That's, um, that's nice. You know, I see. I love the fairy tales. You domestically, know? Uh, the Saints did the same last weekend. <laughs> After I told you it was a tough week. It was a tough week. Yes. They dropped their first game. I think that was more about sharing the love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Okay. Um, yeah, first game we lost since the grand final in uh, 2018 against the Southland Sharks, our arch nemesis down there. 
uh, first road trip of the of the year. Um, no, we played Dunedin first week, but anyway. So yeah, we had two games down yeah. south, and yeah, dropped one to the Sharks. And mm. um, yeah, no, I, I thought I'd be a bit bit more gutted about it, but you know, we had a undefeated whole season a couple of years ago. So yeah. you know, special team. It's good to get that one out of yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Refocus for the rest of the season. They're a great team. You can see that, man, because they're running the table on most teams mm. that I've seen anyway. So looking forward to catching up with one of those. The rugby, quickly with them. Uh, Kiwis drop one game. Uh, uh, poor old Hurricanes. Uh, close match anyway. Yeah. But, it, no, as we know, it's down to three teams uh, here this weekend, really. And then all New Zealand sides, the Blues, the Highlanders, and the Crusaders, mm. uh, who will make the final uh, come the following week. So exciting stuff with the rugby there. We can only hope the Blues and the Highlanders. So one time I'll support the Blues, I guess. We don't want the Crusaders in there, do we? No. <laughs> no. All I'm going to say is, bud, it's better than the 6-2 and two record that uh, the Hurricanes had in the Aotearoa competition. So wow. you've got to be happy with that. Wow. <laughs> Oh, wasn't it two and six, not six and two? Mind you, the news articles this week was about the Blues. You know, are you ever going to make a final again? Uh, so they've got a bit of that going on themselves. Hey, mate, Tony Giles last week, he yes. was outstanding. Special Dude. man. Special he, man. he, and, and uh, is, it, is it me or is it Softball New Zealand Announcement Week? Yeah, I know, right? He's been busy. He busy. said he, he threw out a few things last week, and then he said there were a few things in the pipeline. But hey, mate, it's been a busy, busy week. Announcements with teams, squads being announced. Congratulations, Gerby's household, and many more households that we know around yeah. around the country. Um, but yeah, announcements up the wazoo coming up uh, from Supple New Zealand. It Good is stuff. In, it is indeed. As you touch the under eighteen uh, New Zealand squad. Not the final team. Not uh, the final team. Is selected for... Uh, Don't 20, have to buy those shoes just yet. Yeah, 2023 uh, for the World Cup. Uh, Rumoured to be in Europe, either Czech Republic or Italy, but we'll find out when we get closer to that one. So looking forward to that. Obviously, my Start young Start saving me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not paying for him. It's like paying for the rest of the family to go, right? So yeah, it's cost that. a fortune. Anyway, that's okay. You want to buy a uh, three-bedroom house in Auckland? <laughs> going cheap. <laughs> no, just joking. Um, in today's market? Yeah. No way it's going cheap. Uh, but but all the other announcements this week's trade staff as the naming partner for Fast 445 for the next two years. Sky TV confirmed producing Fast 445 this season as well boy man it just it's off the hook isn't it yeah absolutely good to have trade staff back on board um kevin eater and uh, janice mcnab the general manager of trade staff yeah worked for them for four years i could throw out the jingle right now i'm not going to no please don't but, um, please don't. but no it's good it's great good. company yeah absolutely good supporter of good people good people yeah, great to have them back in the fold yeah. having a new one in this week jets yeah. the gym membership in for the uh woman's program that is and the battery program that is yeah, fantastic dude without a doubt yeah, well, it's a, a name around the country, synonymous, yeah. you know. So um, for someone of that health caliber, fitness caliber, to get behind our um, elite woman battery program, you know, that's um, it's, it's cool. So you haven't heard that if you're part of Sopple New Zealand as a member, no matter what club, well, you could be in T-Ball, doesn't matter. There's going to be a discount for you. Join Jets from now on. And, of course, those athletes well, in the uh, in the, in the the battery program, that's pitches and catches, they are fully looked after. But, uh, well, yeah, that's quite cool. And let's get behind Jets yeah. for getting behind softball in New Zealand. Well, we love to look after the people that look after us, you know. All our gears are dynasty. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, no, um, yeah, no, appreciate Jets. Everybody coming on board this week. Um, Temp Zone resigning and, and, yeah. and whatnot, so... 
Yeah, exactly. Timber Big zone one. with the juniors. Uh, and so that's going to help them their preparations to the 23 World Cup for sure. They'll be looking forward to that. Great to have Tim zone uh, back as well. Uh, you are, talk- are you going to get a new list of uh, sponsors that you have to say in front of every team and get that? I think, get those dollar bills yeah, in the background. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. It's going to be a long list by the looks. Tony Giles and the boys, Glenn Roth, have done a, a sterling job at Sopel, New Zealand. Um, As per. Yeah. Getting her done. <laughs> getting uh, her done. You mentioned just quickly, and went, went, because I know we're about to launch it soon, merch. Merch. For Beyond the Dugout. We Dun- love merch, eh? Dynasty Sport. Oh, yeah. What a combination. There's a few items about to hit the, hit the Ralph, hit the rack. Yes. Just stay tuned. Massive, massive smile on my face. Yeah, we yeah. love merch, don't we? Yeah. And we we've we've kitted ourselves out because we like to broadcast in style, even if yep. it's on the couch at home with you know legends. But um, yeah, it's on its way, people. It's in a work in progress. And thank you to Paul and the team at Dynasty for coming up with the things that you know, just putting them in, in our in our mind because you know yep. we're doing this for love. We're not doing this out of anything else. You know, we love this game. And we and we love sharing stories and having a beer with a few people. So, you know, that's what this started to share the game. And if people want to come on board and help us out, be able to do this, more than welcome. <laughs> Sharing a beer, that belongs uh, to this episode. Of course, we filmed that at the uh, Warrell Sports Bar. Absolutely. And you would have seen the teaser pop out today on social media um, of what's in this episode uh, for you. But man, having it, the base of Warrell Sports Bar is brilliant. But having the Bromhead sisters, good, the bad, and the naughty. I'm, not, I'm saying nothing. Three beautiful souls there, mate. They Three are, strong wahinis. And um, yeah, it was an honour to sit sit with them, have a have a beverage on a Sunday afternoon a couple of weeks back in uh, glorious 09, as we do going back and forth in the country. So um, yeah, good times. They've been doing amazing things, not only in their career, mm. and we'll talk a bit about that shortly historically, how they represented New Zealand but what they're doing for the game now, yeah. for me, is way more important than everything else. I mean, great players. Still are great players at the international level too. Um, and we'll get to find out all about the girls from Harvey Bay to the international world for New Zealand. Let's get to the Bromhead Sisters. Let's go. Well, when we're talking about history, we're talking about the only three sisters that have played for the Sox collectively together. It is the Bromhead sisters. Great to have them in the studio here with Beyond the Dugout. Fantastic to have Tegan, Kyla, and of course, Bex, the ever one. They're so beautiful. Have them here all together. Damien, I'm excited. Thank you, girls, for taking the time. All right. Thanks, Chop. Thanks for having us. Well, the Bromhead sisters come with a storied history. They've won pretty much everything domestically. And, of course, we touched on at the beginning, they've represented New Zealand together. A milestone event for them. We'll get to that a little bit later. But, Damien, I don't know about you, man, these girls, when I see them walk into the room, the, the room just lights up. You say that about a lot of people, but you are correct in this time. You are correct in this time. Yes, no, we are down in our um, 09 HQ, and uh, we're all set up, and... We've had some laughs already. We've uh, brought down the, the nerves, hopefully, and we're ready to go. It is indeed. Well, Tegan, Kyla, and Bex, let's start with you, Bex, first. One thing, of course, just being together as the three sisters, what's that like? On the diamond or off the diamond? <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it beyond the dugout after dark already? Um, oh, it, it's 
gone through a it's been an evolution. I suppose when you're younger, there's definitely been some um, some clashes. <laughs> I think, and like even as you're older, like um, there's heaps of good bits and heaps of bad bits. I think, but overall, it's been to have um, people that close to you that understand the game and understand how you feel about the game. The main thing is, is we've had like we've played for Bears for like 17 years, but so over that time, you've had a couple of moments where you're like, oh shit, do we have a coach? Do we have a team? Who's who's still here? But we always knew that we had at least us three plus Kayla Clark, so we always had at least four people. So like that was one of the things. But yeah, we had like um, me and Kyla clash a bit more than me and Tegan do. Um, but in general, having your sister and your blood beside you, especially putting on that New Zealand uniform together, was a really special moment. Um, it, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a big thing for us. I, I think for you guys as well, right? Yeah, it was huge, and especially like we got to all debut. Like, oh, not debut. I got to debut, but with both my sisters on the diamond at the same time. So it was really special to do that. Well, we back it up a little bit, Kyla. Let's talk a little bit about your your family history. Norhekwea, where are you all from? Yeah, so we were um, we're all born and raised around Harvey Bay in Queensland. Um, Queenslander. Yeah, Queenslander. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get in the right colours. Yeah. Time, <laughs> um, but out, yeah, I'm so <laughs> I knew there was something. Wrong with oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, born and raised in Harvey Bay, Queensland. Which it's about three and a half, four hours north of Brisbane. Well, um, watching territory, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, watching capital of Australia. Actually, I'll just pitch that out there. Um, <laughs> But no, so, you know, we were always those kids around. Mum was heavily involved. She played a bit, but she was in committees and all sorts of stuff. I don't know if you'd say she played. Well, she tried. She tried to play. (laughs) Um, We're talking about softball here, (laughs) Ben. You know, so we were were those three rugrat kids that were at the dugout, you know, around the dugout and at the ballpark from six in the morning to, you know, asleep under the tables at the club at 11 o'clock at night with a packet of chips and a can of Coke and told to be quiet. Like, you know, like... And I so, know it well. yeah, we just <laughs> we lived and breathed it that way, and then turned out we actually weren't half bad at what we did. So suddenly we started doing rep stuff around like the Wide Bay region, and then we travelled up to Mum would drive us as a single mother all the way up to Redlands in the winter on every second weekend to play in their winter league and stuff, just so that we could keep playing because that's all we wanted to do. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite full on, but we all kind of. We still all played in the same club team, but because of age grades, you kind of split out from each other a bit, and then one of us would crack into the other's age grade and stuff like that. But yeah, that's that's kind of where we started, and then we ended up over here in '98. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, uh, Kyla. Uh, Tegan, if I ask you now, the move to New Zealand, obviously a big move for your family. Yeah, like we came over in '98, and. It was hard for us as being kids, like that's all we knew to come over here. And when we first moved over, we actually played at, we were a part of North Harbour Association. Um, and so we kind of split off, like, I think, Becca, you started with Navy? No, I started at North Coast. North Coast. Whoa, 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 can you say that again? <laughs> Did yes. you say what, North Coast? enough, isn't I it? played for North Coast when I first moved to New Zealand. We had a premier team. Officially, um, I'm in love. Yeah. I think I played two seasons for North Coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Kyla and I, we went to Glenfield. Mm-hmm. And just because obviously we were younger, we weren't straight up into um, the women's team. And then, so we played age groups in North Harbour. And then we all moved together to Roosters. It was just kind of training was closer to home. We'd moved by then. Yeah. Um, but then they weren't able to field a 
Premier Women's team at the time, unfortunately, and Rebecca had been a pickup for Bears. And then we kind of made the shift to go Premier at Bears, and that's where we've been ever since. To be fair, Brian Hooper did hunt us pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to ask, ladies, um, we had Wayne first up, one of eight, didn't get to play catch with any of his siblings because they all just beat him up. So um, not just uh, a lot of teams together, but were you tight at home as well? Were you, were you always critiquing yourselves or, or playing ball or whatever? Yeah. Uh, we had like this little split where Kyla and I were always kind of in the teams, we were in squads together, and she was always so mean to me. Like, <laughs> and so it kind of split where me and Kyla would fight like cats and mouse, and Rebecca would look after me as the younger sister. And that's kind of how it just evolved as kids, but it's changed as we get older. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Does that mean you're not angry anymore, Kyla? <laughs> as angry. There's a few stories as angry. to come, but not as angry. Just getting nah. started. I can't blame her, though, because I was, I was a bit annoying. Like, I really looked up to her, and I just wanted to hang out with her and her friends. So I'd follow her around everywhere, and she's like, get away from me, younger sister. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Bex, uh, tell us the picking order between the three of you. Who's the oldest, and how does it work? I'm the oldest. And the shortest. <laughs> Kyla's in the middle, and Tegan's the youngest and the tallest. So it all makes sense now. It does. Pretty yeah. close in age, though. Like, pretty close. There's only two years between me and Kyla, and then another two years between her and Tegan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty close in age. And we moved, um, we had a patch before we moved to New Zealand that we moved around quite a bit. So we um, we got quite close because you're in a new city and, and <laughs> no mates <laughs> hanging out together. <laughs> The patch is a bit different in New Zealand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's just brilliant. Um, well, w- let's talk a little bit now about your home club, Waitakere Bears, and what y- you guys have done, not just yourselves, but, but being in that club, what has that been like? Well, yeah, it's, it's home, I guess. Like it's, um, we, It was hard because we did, especially at North Harbour, there was there's no... There was always you're chasing the, the top level. You're chasing a premier women's team. So there was North Coat. Um, then I went to Navy because they were pushing it like that high sort of reserve sort of thing. Um, and then Roosters had that prem team. And so then move, making the move because making the move from North Harbour to Auckland is a bit of a controversial one. You got to make that. It, we we you know we hummed and art about that because we didn't yeah. want to be those guys that made yeah. the move to Auckland. Like that was a big deal. It was like you know it is Queensland and New South Wales. Um, <laughs> Hope Valley Wellington. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, you know, so once we made that move, then having that stability and like you know finding our 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 fourth sister Kayla, you know, and like starting to create that family and like there has definitely been some ups and some downs like we've had you know if you think back to the players that we started playing with to the players that we play with now and the players that have come through and and the coaching that we've had like it's been a long journey but it's it's home now and like I think like we've probably like had a bit of input into making it like we've sort of we've been there so long that we've grown that culture to, to what we like and then we've found some people that like what we like and yeah it's, it's pretty cool and like man some of the some of the kids we got coming through now as well like it's it's just it's kind of a pretty exciting place to be I'm just happy that we can um still still sort of hang around a bit and be a part of it still and not just be sitting on the sidelines watching them take though I'll tell you what like I keep like this season I was like all right Man, these kids are getting pretty good. This is awesome. Man, these kids are getting pretty good. And then I was like, 
hang on a second, these kids are getting pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to do something. I gotta. And the first F bomb. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. On no, don't be sorry. It's allowed. Sorry, it's allowed. It. We are loving it. Sorry, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyla, seventeen years. You girls uh, completed premier season at Waitakere Bears. Just talk a little bit about now about this youth coming through. How important is that to you and your sisters? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a little bit biased because yeah. one of them's my own kid, but. <laughs> I might have thrown you that question for a reason. Um, No, it's something that our club, and granted it's been kind of a a really concerted effort, it's not just happened, like it's been coming on from when these girls that are now pushing 17, 18, we started working with them when they were still 14. Steve Hitakawai had them for quite a few years at U15s and really did a great job in regards to keeping them together, um, you know, fostering the culture and the work ethic and stuff like that. And then as we decided as a premier unit that we really wanted to foster what we refer to as a female pathway, um, we started doing a lot more work with them. And then when they aged into U17s, me and Steve worked with them for the first season and then kind of took them on from there. So it really is about, and again, Bex kind of touched on it, but we did find ourselves in a dark place where we didn't actually know if we were going to have a team. You know, people move around and that's everyone's mm. right and that's mm. that's all good. You want people to just keep playing. But then it was like, to secure your club, you've got to make sure you've got people coming all the time. Um, it's something that in the men's grade, like some of the clubs have done it really, really well, but in the women's, it's always kind of tapered off. So, yeah, probably about four or five years ago, we started putting a lot of time and effort into it. And so when we have had 17s or when they changed the grade to U18, Premier women have done it. So Kayla Clark took the U17 for a couple of years. I then took over. Mm. So, you know, this group of five, six girls, and then there's some even younger ones coming now, have gotten to be exposed to the all this knowledge and this teaching at a really young age that a lot of women didn't get that experience on. Um, and I guess getting taught... Um, the same thing. So we train them, we teach them the exact same way that we do at a premier level. So then when we have the opportunities to bleed these girls through the grades, they don't feel out of depth. They don't feel out of their own right because we we purposely have systems that they're already familiar with. Yeah. Good point. Thanks, Kyla. Uh, Bex, if I come to you now uh, with this youth coming through, what are two things that you think is important you should instill in the youth? Um, well, yeah, I think they've already got a head start with Dion as head coach with the amount of skills and knowledge that he can pass on to them so they're already getting that good grounding and and those really good basics Um, I think for me the thing that I really want to instill in them is that first of all I really want them to enjoy their softball you know like if they're going to come down to the park and and like these girls are talented athletes they play a lot of other sports there's a lot of other things out there that they could do Mm. Um, so first and foremost you want the people that are around you that are showing up to put in the work with you each week to to love it and to enjoy it and to to finish training and be like yeah man that was cool like we learned some good stuff that was fun so that's the main thing is I want them to enjoy their softball and I want them to always be wanting to be better always be curious always be like oh what if I did it that way Or, or watching the game like yeah those are those are some things that I would I'd want for them nice uh, if I can come to you next, Tegan, um, I know you've been out for a couple of years, seasons now with an injury. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're back after a, a shoulder operation coming up. But yeah. uh, you see your niece uh, playing now. How does that make you feel, Tyre? Uh, it's You just can't help just be proud the whole time. And it's 
it's quite hard when you're playing alongside her to be like separate yourself from family member to team member and stuff like that. But oh, I'm her. I'm just so proud of her, and it's just awesome to see her talent. Like we were saying in the car he- coming here, and I was just like, I don't think any of us were that good at her age. Like she's phenomenal. Like she we looks had dangerous in the box, right? Oh, she's just she's amazing. Got face too. Well, we've, we've got a little bit of family rivalry going at the moment because she got beaten out for our premier women top batter by point zero six zero zero six. Oh, no zero zero six oh. of a percentage, zero zero six. and she was beaten out by the. This one. Ah, auntie. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Know your place, girl. Know yeah. Your place. But it's it's great. And it's great to, like, I was still playing. Like, I got to, the moment, the game she made her debut, I was on the diamond with her. Nice. And so was Becca. And you were out. Yeah, you were coaching that weekend. Oh, mum. Lousy. Yeah. What a period. She let us down. <laughs> she took a weekend off. You had one chance. Yeah. Photo opportunity will never be back again. But it's crazy. Like, we're already talking about, like, oh, can we hold out until Vita? Yeah. Like, our youngest niece, can we hold out until she makes it? And then we can have the whole family on the diamond. Oh, wow. That'll be something. Yeah. eh? See how far we can take it. Yeah, Vita's pretty competitive, too. She will. She'll she'll come for our positions. (laughs) (laughs) She'll bench us. We're talking about the next generation coming through and, and all that good stuff. But when did it start getting a bit serious for you guys? And was it the same? Did one follow the other? Or did it all kind of click at the same time? Well, I think... Well, yeah, you go. Yeah. Like, for me, I don't, I don't remember us just suddenly deciding we were going to be competitive. Like, we were just like that. We just wanted... Not so much to be the best, but be the best of what we could do. Yep. Um, we were always into it. I think the drive a little bit when you're younger is about beating your sister. Like, <laughs> and we were, you know, close in age and stuff like that, and you yeah. want to one-up them. But we just kind of, you know, it sounds a bit arrogant, but we just found our way into rec teams and stuff, earned it. But, you know, I was like, okay, cool. And then, well, actually, this is what I know, this is what I'm used to, and I'm good at it, so I'm just going to keep doing it. And then it's like, well, where do I stop? And that same thing, moving from Harbour to Auckland, wasn't about Harbour, Auckland. It's like, I need to keep moving. I need to keep going higher. Like, I don't want to stop. So, yeah, I think, and I'd say we were competitive from five. Like, that's when we all started. We just, oh, I'm going to be the best. I can throw it harder than you. I can hit better than you. And, you know, but it was about each other versus so much competing against other people first and foremost that's awesome well, are you going to throw that out there who's the best hitter out of the three of you <laughs> Tegan ah, yeah <laughs> nah she was she was she was um, she owned that set yeah. uh, eight nine hole yeah every time yeah we all we're all quite um, we're different in our approaches with hitting and stuff like that but yeah Tegan she was the one who would not just hit consistently, but consistently hit for power. Yep. Um, whereas me and Bex will have our sort of paths, but she was just one that would just stay stable through it. So She's also, we call the thing a Tegan bunt. She was the master. <laughs> Tegan bunt. The Tegan bunt. Please she explain. Was, she was the master of the massive Hail Mary swing. And you know, the off hit that just... Duh, 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 <laughs> and the, the corner infielders are like... Got no oh, chance. You know, yeah, so everywhere's still, still a Tegan yeah. bunt. Still a thing. Yeah. Still a thing. I have to say, I like how this interview has progressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, from bat to glove, who's got the better glove? Oh, I don't know if you watched the NFC final, but I made some pretty yeah. good catches. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were there. <laughs> yeah, I caught about 300 things in that game, and you caught two. Like, come on. They were very hard. They I were know. very hard. Oh, that's a hard one. 
I'd probably say, as a fielder... You want to say yourself, eh? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm the best diver. Yeah. Uh, she's got the best glove, like, for reflexes and stuff. Right. But I would say Kyla's probably got the best control of her hand and her glove. Like, I think that comes naturally from positions. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. positional plays. Yeah. Kyla hand down wins the best arm, though. Oh, hands yeah. Down. Oh, without a doubt. She's got the gun. She's got the gun. She's got the waist <laughs> It's not even for a debate. Yeah. Like. She'll, yeah, she'll take <laughs> you, you out. Bring that up. <laughs> So many times, like, we'll be playing, like, you know, Becker at first base or when I would, like, sometimes play first base and Kyla would be a pivot and she'd come up and you're just like, oh, shit, she's too close. No, Kyla, don't throw it. Don't throw it. You would have to be like, no, soft, easy, easy. She would just load up and launch it from three metres away. Uh, Just no chance. No chance. Come away with bruises on your hand. She also she also did though. She had the classic the classic overthrow from third where you're standing at first base and you don't even move because it's just you know it's going over the fence. There's no chance. Run straight to the fence. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going, going, going. <laughs> well, on that point, Let's I, move on, guys. I, yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to throw any more tears at you, Kyla. And I know you're a catcher. Who wins the running race? Um. Well, I'll yeah, Kyla. Who wins the running race? Well, I actually was didn't there a story behind this? Nah, nah. Well, <laughs> it used to be me. Yeah, it used to be Tegan, but let's be real, she ain't running nowhere at the moment. <laughs> eight, eight, so knee ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. eight knee surgeries later, yeah. I don't go anywhere. Yeah, um, it's an interesting one. I think we should we should um, we should message Row and get the results and see who's who's because we get tested for white slips yeah. about our speed. Well, I want to find out now. Well, damn you, chopper! <laughs> <laughs> He's already texting. Bring it in quick. Bring well, it in. Oh, I, it. Think it, I, I think it's seven, me, but we'll I have seven stolen bases this oh. year. So. Did you actually? Let's let's review. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll send you the photo later. Yeah. yeah. Designated runner or actual? <laughs> I'm thinking Bex did not get seven stolen bases. She's dirty right now. <laughs> That's two down catcher rule, isn't it? Um. <laughs> yeah, you don't even get to run half the time. You still got stolen base champion. She moved real quiet quickly, though. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, did mum get the scoring right? Like, <laughs> is it actually me? Well, talking about that, uh, your mother, friend, uh, obviously your biggest fan, without a doubt, apart from each other, for each other. Uh, you know, what does she mean to you guys? I wouldn't um, and I think I talked about it quite a bit before my last World Series is I literally wouldn't be where I was without mum like not just the stuff when we were kids and we were talking earlier about she used to drive us for four hours just to go play winter softball in Brisbane but you know for me now as a mother I can't do this I can't go to World Series I can't train I can't go to the gym unless mum has my kids and that's what she's done for me for the last 10 years she just says yes every time yeah, but I'm pretty sure she likes my kids better than she likes me. So it's actually, it's a better trade. Like, Do you know um, what's crack ups though? Is that mum and Kyla used to clash. Yeah. And yeah. then Kyla had kids and all of a sudden Kyla's like, mum, you're so good. <laughs> now they're the closest. I, I appreciate you so much. Before this, I hate you. <laughs> no, I just left. <laughs> Oh, wicked. (laughs) What we see in mum, though, she's at every ballpark, she's at every game, she seems to be behind the scenes working or scoring, as you say, and and has a big role in the club too, right? Yeah, yeah, she's on the committee, she's running a lot of of stuff, she's our manager and scorer, Um, it was cool, it was cool seeing her, she got that NFS score of the year, um, which was awesome to see, one manager of the year last night. Um, nice. Yeah, 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 for bears. Yeah. And yeah, so bears prize giving last night. Yeah, yeah. And the, the best thing is that like our our team appreciates her, 
and like it's all the stuff that you don't see you know you like you can see what they do when they make you food or like you know like tell you where to be and stuff but it's all the other stuff like all the hours spent behind the scenes and and things like that so I think it's good because we've got some girls that like really do see what she does and appreciate her so when she gets a bit shitty at them they like swallow and smile and be like yes friend it's okay thank you <laughs> well it's even then like um my best friend Kayla Clark who we talked about before who's the fourth Bromhead sister yeah. like she's been my best friend since I was 18 um but my mum will know what's going on in her life before I do. Like, her first call is to mum. And she's telling her, filling her in on everything. And, like, that's just kind of how it is. Like, we call her camp mother and she's yep. just... Because not only does she score and manage the Prems team, she does it for the reserves as well. Mm-hmm. So... Every Monday night. Yeah, she's there. Whenever we're there, she's basically there. Wow. Yeah. Before we get on to the international career of, of you ladies, and obviously there's a special moment coming up in, in that. We talk about the state of the game, the women's game uh, in New Zealand, but also then the opportunities uh, for women to play this great sport of softball, not just here in New Zealand, but around the world. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it's something that wasn't like college and stuff. I think when we were coming up through high school and whatever, I think maybe one person, um, you know, we're talking about Vanita Hawkeye and that went mm. over and played in America, but. It wasn't. Wait, hang on, just to be clear, we're not as old as Vanita Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Beats is going to say that because she's the oldest. I'll just, I'll just yeah, love yes. you, Vanita, but just to, but just yeah. we're not on the same age. <laughs> but right. it, just yet, yeah, just yeah. yet. It wasn't. It wasn't something that was really done or known of, or that that opportunity even existed. And now, you know, fast forward, I'm actually having those discussions with my own kid now. So this is actually a real thing for you yeah. if you want to go hunting. Yeah. Um, but when we were coming out of school and at that age, it still wasn't really a thing um, playing overseas and having opportunities too yes they were available you know throughout Europe um, and stuff like that but uh, yeah it's it's definitely changed and I don't I don't think it's as understood by some of the youth at the moment of how yes it's there but how do I get in on that and it's something even myself don't don't quite understand but I know I know people that can help me out with it but mm. You know, that'll be one of the moves now is how do we actually get these girls that are finishing up high school and stuff like that to actually figure out if you want to do this, this is who you talk to, this is who you contact and stuff like that. But it is, it's amazing the opportunities that are out there. Like, and like, it's not just, it improves your softball, but it also like, man, it's such a massive life skill to get out there and see the world and realise how small the world is and all the opportunities that are out there. And so like, you know, there's, there's a bunch of girls over in the States right now, um, you know, improving themselves as players and improving themselves as people. And it's like, that opportunity is amazing. Like me and Tegan have done some stints overseas. And that's another thing that I always, when I'm talking to some of the younger girls, if they're, you know, you come out of school, you start working and you think, you know, is this, is this life? Is Mm. this, is this the rest of my life now? Like they, there's that culture shock at those late teens, early twenties, um, and I always I try and encourage those girls like man if you get the opportunity go to Europe go somewhere there's there's all these places that you can play and it's just it's it's just amazing what softball can do for you and where it can take you and it's vice versa for um, New Zealand as well like the opportunities for people to come and play here like it always blows my mind that Americans stop playing ball after college like yeah. that's just it. Like it's insane to me. But then it blows their mind to come here and realize that I can play softball at twenty six. What? What do you mean? Like I can keep playing forever? Like it's 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 just such a different perspective. 
Well, especially like university is an expensive thing to oh, undertake. Yeah. Yeah. And it does put a lot of people off. Like they don't want to start their adult life in that kind of debt. Or, you know, they just haven't even thought about it. Or they're a bit like they're over school. They don't want to jump straight into university. But then when you'd be like, well, they will pay for it. You can go and you can keep playing softball. You can get better. You can be in a whole new place. So it's like it's travel, people, softball, and then you're schooling on top. Like it's such an opportunity. Like why not take it? It's amazing that those opportunities are out there. That's where I think um, like someone like Lara Andrews does a really good job because she, like in New Zealand, like if you have an achievement, quite often you'll sit back and you'll just sit there and you'll be quiet about it mm. because we don't we don't brag. Yeah, we don't brag. And, like, when we see other people bragging, we're like, oh, calm down. <laughs> but, um, you know, Lara, Lara went over there and she, she's done, she did so much over there. And she's come back and she wants to make sure that every kid possible knows that's an option. You can go do that. You can go change your life, you know. And so she spreads that message as far and wide as she can. The other thing that's going to be cool is that, um, you know, Katie Lewin mm-hmm. is a superstar wow already. I love that I know. Girl, man. and she's got such swag and she's oh. got such presence yeah. you know she's a cool kid I really I've got a lot a lot of time for Caitlin but she's um, the younger girls and she won't even realise like you know there's people 15, 16, 17 they look at Katie Lewin mm. she's they're looking yeah. you know and she's going to go off to college and they're going to be like whoa she's going off to college like what's she going to do like oh is that like is that something that I can do like you know like it's and her sister's already over there and yeah it's just it's it's cool seeing these people publicize and actually be proud of their achievements and push them out there and be like you can do this too so that's important Uh, that's massive for like the future of our game as well like the work that they're doing already well talking about influential people Bex uh, you you listed down as one of the most influential people that uh, through softball was Cena Hunkin Mm-hmm. What was that? Well, Cena is one of my best mates, but um, that's that's come from from a long, long time. And so, like when when we first started playing for Auckland for um, <laughs> Auckland franchise, when it used to be franchise back in the day, um, that was when I first started to get to know Cena, and and she was my teammate and stuff. And she's like, if you ask anyone, she people be like, who's the nicest person that you know? Cena Hunkin. Oh yeah. Me and Tegan used to joke about we should get one of some though. You know how it's like, what would Jesus do? Yeah. We were like, oh, we need a what would Cena do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she'll be blushing, and be like, oh, stop it, you know. Yeah. Like, but um, when I when I came because I came into the White Sox environment quite late, you know, like there's these girls that have been in that environment since they're 16, 17. I was 25 when I got called into a squad, um, and so. When I was sort of getting into the idea of oh what's involved and oh I, I need to I need to put in some work I need to do some training and stuff and so Cena became she was one of my training buddies we had a little crew like Namako Heko and a few people we were mm. all in together um, doing work and it's just evolved over the years and like I think she really was influential because I think that I always had some of those qualities but she she enhanced them because her passion for what she was doing. And her integrity about her work ethic and the fact that she would do what she said she would do and she'd show up every single time. And then, you know, as the years went by and, like, sometimes if you do something day in, day out, there is the risk that you start to take this sort of stuff for granted. But you couldn't with her because she, every single time she got the opportunity to put on a New Zealand fern, 
it was gold to her and she treasured everything and she she made the time to to you know really capture the memories and like you know she enjoyed every single part of it and she still does she actually um and like she we did lots of training and stuff together and lots of technique stuff but she also gave me uh, my first ever mental skills training book um, wow. heads up baseball yeah and man like I just like it just opened my eyes to a whole new thing like I read that book and I went, the next two tournaments, I won top hitter because it took what I'd been doing in training yep. and just added this whole extra aspect and, like, that just opened my eyes. And so she's definitely been a massive influence for me, but not just as a, as a softballer, but as a person. And, and well, you know, sport is life. And the yeah. lessons you learn in sport is, is what you take into life as well. And so I've been really, really blessed to have my mate Cena by my side still. Yeah, what a wonderful lady she is too. Yeah. Obviously the partner of the one of the greats, uh, Black Sox, Donny, Donny Howell. Tegan, for you, what makes an inspirational player like Fiona Timu? Oh, she was just, she was phenomenal. Like when I first got called into the Auckland women's team, um, Nadi Leonard was the coach. So wow. first it was awesome that Nadi was yeah. the coach, but I was just, I was a little young buck. And then... I would just kind of find myself that I wasn't watching the game, I was just watching Timu. And she was just, like, she was captain. She was just how she held herself and her passion for the game and her want to make plays. Like, I always remember, like, she always wanted the ball. She wanted to be the person who made the plays. And so I just started almost copying her, especially in the outfield. I was like, I want to catch that ball. I want that moment. I want that play. And so... Just everybody always asks me, like, you know, who's the best player you've ever played? And straight away, I'm like, Timo. Like, she was just amazing. She was scary in the box, so dominating in the field and commanding of everything that she did. Like, you know, she was a tall, she was very tall, but, mm. you know, some people are tall and, like, they don't have command of their body, but I just feel like she had everything. Like, she was just amazing. She had a lot of presence. Yeah. She was phenomenal. Without a doubt. Well, Kyla, I looked at yours. You're the only one with not a female as your uh, influential person. Dion Nukunuku. Well, some might say it's not a female, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, come on. Don't, that's, isn't that, like, counter-sexist or something? No, like, I, I, well, I don't know. I, one, I don't even know what counter-sexist means. Well, but I'll take your word for it. Um, Dion Nukunuku. Yeah, so... I mean, we were lucky enough, I was lucky enough to convince him out the back of my mum's place about 10 years ago to help us out when we found ourselves without a coach. Yeah. Um, what a find. Yeah. yeah if you're going to find someone. Yeah. Wow. If you're really going to find someone. There was a fair bit of begging that went into that, I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, Dion, let alone his playing career, and, you know, for those who don't know, look it up. Like, it's yeah. incredible. And he was he was respected in his own right for that as a player. But for me, I think, you know, I didn't realise how much I still had to learn until I got to work with not just him, but first Izzy, um, his brother, and then himself, taking it to a whole nother level. But for me, it was really around who he was as a person and who he's been to me as a person. Like he's much like to Bex that your most influential person mm. isn't just my coach, he was a mentor, but he's also been an extremely close friend. Um, you know, and got to understand me as a player based on what my dynamic is, how I run my family, how I run my career, where that all sits in my picking order of priority in life and respecting that and then helping me guide through that because it's it's not easy to juggle all that stuff right. um but then also f 
like facing adversity of other things in life and then how to <coughs> excuse me how to work through that so mm. I guess it was a tough question for me because you always wonder like well, who is the most and it yeah. you know when I actually got into it is he's been the one that's kind of held me together um, outside of my own family of course over the last sort of six seven years so yeah that's why it's him Oh, that's pretty pretty impressive. I got to ask a question. I can't go any further, man, because I've been wanting to ask this as soon as you came in here. Kyla, a party at your house is is this like an episode <laughs> of Outrageous Fortune? <laughs> well, you bogan. Cheryl, why talk to me? Two four two. Two four two. I won't give you. I won't give you the road name. But, um, <laughs> Don't worry, everyone knows. Everyone knows. <laughs> Um, it's funny, somebody actually just accused me the other day of, why does everybody always end up at your place? And I'm like, I don't know, I've really got to figure that out. Like, But I don't know. I like to just think that I have a nice open door policy. I'm a good host chop. Like, just don't spill anything on the carpet. Don't spill shit on my carpet. Like, <laughs> don't do it. No, but Don't upset the cats. Yeah. So it's 242's very rapidly over the last couple of years developed into like an Oda Bears hangout. Yeah. Um, I actually, Alex Bloom from Is Oda that a Oda thing Oda. now? Oda Bears? Oh, it's truly a thing. Okay. Come on. Yeah. We're going to get shirts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Alex Bloom from Oda who actually lives with me, but it's just, we just like to, we like to have a good vibe. Yeah. And it, it's not about like, drinking or whatever we just like to have a good time like we'll have BYO dinners and stuff like that right. but 242 is an open door why so is no drinking well I am so not coming now. well no because we're athletes chop okay. like we're not joke <laughs> okay you live out west yeah. we all know you drink <laughs> oh hey before we get on to the international stuff some of the developments here domestically fastball 45 what have you girls thought about that Oh, God. <laughs> Rebecca really wants to say it. You know, the Waves won, yeah. guys. Rebecca won. Well, yeah, as a on. national champion of <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Chop. <laughs> nah, I, do you know what? I really enjoy Fast 45. I think it's an awesome, awesome initiative. I wouldn't want to play it week in, week out, but as a like a, a marquee event and as something to like publicise our sport, man, it's just fun man like especially fun when you're winning but <laughs> <laughs> everything's fun when you're winning sorry Kyla. <laughs> just gotta ride the wave up the wave oh. <laughs> <laughs> move on it was like four months ago already <laughs> but I, I guess it's uh, you know grabbing all of those good things about the game and like pushing it into turbo drive you know what is it like to play it's actually, for, even for some of the most experienced, it's, it's quite intense. Like, it really does take you back into the grid of it. The, I remember the first time playing F45, granted, our team didn't do too well, but... We were awesome. Yeah, we are totally awesome. At being Just stupid idea. Not who. awesome. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it is so fast. Like, it wasn't actually until this, the next time, like, the more recent time playing, that even my mind could slow down. But as a catcher in that environment, oh. it's even more intense. Like... Your pitcher's already freaking out. You change the count to a three-ball count, and they're like, they're out the gate. They're gone. So trying to keep them in there. But you also, because the fence is so close, you don't want to throw it straight down the dick, like when yeah. you're behind an account. So it's like, man, And we dropped do? our first D word oh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a swear word. We all knew Kyla was going to say it, right? Did, did Lala not <laughs> yeah, swear you, in his pod or not? I don't think he did. My goodness. Yeah. You potty mouth. <laughs> I mean, he definitely My talked gosh. about nudity, but that was about it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Tegan, watching uh, obviously the girls playing the last couple of years, man, you must have at your feet. Really, really bad. <laughs> like, my first, last year was my first season off, and That's I. Fast 45 came in there. Yeah, F45 came in, and 
Honestly, Chop, I disappeared for a while. I hibernated like a bear, crying myself to sleep. Like, it was really hard. But so, um, even this year, like, I really want to play F45. Like, it looks fun. It looks intense. It looks like something's always happening. And it's a great time to be an outfielder. Like, so many plays. Like, how many plays have you seen the girls catching it on the fence? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, saving those home run shots. Like, all that kind of stuff. They're closer, so there's more people being thrown out. It's just... Looks amazing, so yeah. I will not retire Goals. until I play F forty five. Like I will be back. Last question on it, um, fastball forty five. Went from the club base to the franchise base last season, uh, around the country, and then being a, a national finals a weekend. Do you think that was a good move? Yeah, I was. I was like a bit hesitant about it when I heard about it. I was like, oh man, like how's that going to go? You're going to be like all thrown together. You're not going to have like you're not going to know each other. Like, is it going to be? Is it going to detract from the level of softball because you don't have combinations and stuff? But I thought it was actually, I thought it was hugely beneficial, especially for like our Auckland community. Like um, you really got to spend time and have fun with people that you you don't know. Like you, or you know as a, as a person in another uniform that you haven't really had time to chat with and stuff. So I thought it was really good for for just building community and, and things like that. Um, I would like to see, just shout out to the other associations, actually do a draft. Yeah. Not not send your club teams up here in a yes. different name. <laughs> she went there. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders. You know, it's Aroha. <laughs> it's Aroha. Well, I, actually, that's the last thing I should ask just before we get on to that. You guys, Waitakere Bears and Te Aroha, you've had a long battle against each other for a number of years. I know you respect them, but what's that type of contest like? Well, it's evolved. Like, our the first ever Club Nats final that we played was against TA. Um, that was the first one ever. We were a bunch of babies. Megan Farrell was just throwing flame, you know, like it was... But they that was... That was peak TA as in like every single person on their team played for the White Sox or the Junior White Sox and they were rough. Was that Hawks Bay? That was Hawks Bay and so that's we're talking about like Sheree Cartwright is pitching to Cindy Portai there's you know Zavanna's at one um, Shirley Povey's at two Nadia Marahuhu's there like Millie's out in the outfield like it was like they were all superstars and they like we almost had like two different fist fights in the game like it was it was tough it was, it was, and it was like competitive, and it was full on, and we were, we were, that was like the peak competition, like mm. where we were both really wanted it, really fighting, um, and then over the years, like we we lost, we've played four club national, oh five, no, we played five club national finals, four of them against TA, yeah, and we've only won one, we so. got one, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but then like. You know, over the years, like those those girls, um, you know, it's evolved into this. Like we've always respected each other, but now it's almost like we have so much shared history now. Like the last time they beat us in Christchurch, like and Kyla always like, oh, Kyla gets the winners' speeches, and I got to go out there and do the runners up speeches. And so I was out there on the diamond, and I was talking like, you know, I was looking over at Lara, and like, man, we've been doing this a long time. You know, and so like there's a lot of respect there. They play, yeah. I think they play, um, they've always played a different way to us. So it's the different, different mentality towards the ball. I give Trina shit because I'm always like, oh, you can take the girl out of TA, but you can't take <laughs> the TA out the girl. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of respect there, but there's a lot of history and it's cool. Like that's what happens like when you play ball long enough, you've got the people around you that it's not just the people that you played with. It's, it's the people that you played against for so long. They're, they're also your family. 
Nice. Yeah, true. Nice. Right, good competition is always good, right, Damien? Uh, absolutely. So, uh, staying on the on the Bears, ladies, uh, you guys are, I, I think, three of five that are in the 200 club in, in AFC. How does that feel, um, that three Bromheads are, are, are of five players that are in the 200 club? Makes us feel very old. <laughs> <laughs> Thank You're you, Damien. Than us. I was well, going with experience. <laughs> Isn't that the same word? <laughs> How cool is that, though? Yeah, that hey, very. That. Like, that's like, I'm like, and the older that you get, the more that you value that having that history. But the fact that someone has gone through and like counted that stuff and has started keeping those records, and now, like, now that she's started it, she's made it easy for people to carry that on forever. Yep. Like, Man, that's cool, man. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I love it because now it's become something that every single club celebrates. Yep. And yep. we actually, recently, we had, um, who was it? Tanisha Neil. and Tanil. Yeah. It? Yeah, so we were playing Oda Who, and so we've got our whole Oda Bears thing. So we had, Tanil had hit her 100, Tanisha had hit her 100, and so we just did a joint celebration. Nice. Like, on the diamond, like, usually... Um, the own clubs will do flowers, photos, like everything like that. Like it's become something incorporated in our game to actually celebrate the longevity of these girls playing, which that's what we want. We want longevity. Like you want girls to be playing for as long as they want. Absolutely. Well, it's more having girls understand that they can play yeah. for however. Like you can, you can leave the game, you can come back. You can take a break for uni, you can come back. You can have babies, you can come back. You don't... And that Bex touched on it with America is they don't have like club stuff like mm. we do and whatnot, so they don't realise that, and they tend to fly around the world to find it if they're not about to just go and set up life. But you can actually do life in New Zealand, Australia, a lot of other countries, and still come back and play. You don't have to just be done. Um, and I think that's something that we're always trying to advocate for is around you can live your life and then do what you want to do too. Like somebody asked me what I do if I stop playing. I actually don't know. I'd probably still be at the, yeah. you know, at the diamond. I might not be playing, but I'll coach or I'll just be there. I'll be in a beer tent with Chop. I don't know. That. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Talking about beer tent, I know the three of you like to drink, but one, <laughs> well, you've got to drag around all the time. Who is that? I feel like you could run a poll on this. And it'd yeah. be quite funny. But yeah. Well, who was it? Tegan. Yeah, she's like quiet right yeah. now, right? Her, those days, uh, she used to be wild as shit, man. Like, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, and it, it so you're was, gonna get off the table now. No, honestly, and it was like, because back in the day, the brother Pat beer tent was oh. that was a good beer tent. But she just, I would be like, man, we've got to play tomorrow morning. Like, get in the car, and like, I'd have to chase her, and she'd be hiding behind people, and then like, people are covering for her, and I'm like, man, I had to grab my jandal and be like, get in the car. <laughs> the whiskey jandal's out. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Any defense uh, there, Tegan? Uh, no, I completely owned it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved a beer tent. Um, but the one thing was I could always play the next day. Yeah, you couldn't get mad at her because she showed up and got hit. So. Yeah, yeah, I could handle it. Like, Dion's always got this saying, like, drink like a man, play like a man. Like, you have to show up the next day and you hide it. If you're hungover, you're hiding it. Like, you're doing everything that you can that... You know, to show that you're a good girl and you did not drink. <laughs> but yeah, you were still um, drunk, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best question we've had on Beyond the Dugout so far, Carla Brobby. Yeah. You were still drunk, eh? <laughs> that's cool. Well, uh, seeing she threw you under the bus, Tegan, tell us a little bit about Carla's pitching career. <laughs> she was fast. Yeah, come on, ask her. Yeah, she she was fast, but. 
Man, would she hit you. (laughs) 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 All right, the speed in the world. You had had a few different pitches, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you can move the ball around, but sometimes you just move it onto you. She hit a whole B team, like a B grade team. She hit everybody in, in the like everyone one in one game. In one game. <laughs> what? I was I was 14, 13, and so I could I could I could throw really quite firmly. Like I was up mid nineties at fourteen. Yeah. I had zero control. Like, <laughs> Wild thing. And I naturally like fell out, and so I'd always kind of throw this like screw rise ball, um, and it was like a. What's in an Aussie? It's like a B women's, but it's still reserve grade. And I hit everyone like <laughs> one to nine. And when it got back to the lead off again, and I hit her, the other guy's oh, like, "Out, Come on, that's get enough. off!" <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. "And he's like, no, get off the park." <laughs> <laughs> Just pat the gear bag now. The whole team is crying. Yeah, like wow. it wasn't very pretty. So you hit yeah. one to nine, then ten. Then hit the lead off again. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like anybody who plays with their family, like. You know, especially as hitters, it would be so great to have a pitcher in the family. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, come practice. on, like, BP, like, yeah. let's go. But, yeah, nah, we did not go down with her. <laughs> <laughs> she still throws the whiffles too fast. We all avoid her. <laughs> you see she's picked them up and you're like, oh, no, I'll go down this end. <laughs> I'll bring it back. You see, I wish somebody had pitched whiffles to me like I pitched whiffles to them. Like, Nobody oh. can throw that fast. It's just you. <laughs> you want it real, right? You yeah. want it real. Give me the hard stuff. That's what Kyla's about. <laughs> well, talking about real, it got real in 2010. Uh, which one made the White Sox first? Oh, Kyla was in the squad. Yeah. F- she was in the squad first. Pitcher? Um, I <laughs> <laughs> just heard you. They hadn't had a chance to see that. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. no, I was actually selected as like a utility infield sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say I was the shortstop, but in all reality, that was probably the last place they were going to put me, yeah, mainly on the corners and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, it wasn't long. I think it was uh, maybe six months or probably the next following season that Bex came into the squad. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. I wasn't there on my own for long, but. When I was, it was pretty lonely, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> the generations were different back then, yeah. people, you know, and it was all respect to them, mm-hmm. but it was like, man, that was scary. And I was still, I was 20, 19, yeah. 20, but it was like, wow. Like, you had to earn your place. You didn't just get a big hug on the rival, like, you earned yeah. your place. So no way you're getting to the back seat of the bus, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have even had a seat. Like, I'm <laughs> done, but, nah, it was you're like, standing in the aisle, yeah. rookie. <laughs> But yeah, Bex came in not not long after me, actually. Yeah. Well, talking about that, you two, who gave you the call? Who was the coach at the time? Uh, Dean Rice called me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Dean was the head coach, and then Roman Gabriel, who's now head coach, was the assistant back then. So it's quite cool to go that full so- like circle and have, you know, what what may be the end of my sort of international career come up in Roman's tenure, and that that's where it started mm. as well. Um, but yeah, like. Roman hasn't changed really over the years, whereas, you know, Dean was an interesting guy. Like, I've been around um, a lot of ball players and everyone's got their own style. But yeah. I still managed yeah. to learn something from Dean and learn something from Roman, learn something from everyone. But, yeah, you, you had to be pretty tough to play for Dean. Just taking you back to that phone call, though, um, who was the first person you spoke to when you got off the phone? I think it was Mum. Gotta be, right? Yeah, well, because I was living there. No way, she was probably listening. Yeah, oh I think God. she was. Yeah. She was like, who's on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oh, cool. What about you, Bex? Who, who gave you the call? Well, mine was a bit more old school. It was the old at the end of clubs. Yeah. And they're reading out the squad. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, cool. and it was out the blit. Like, I wasn't hunting it. It was like, it was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, that'd be nice. But I wasn't out there actively thinking it was a possibility or like working actively towards that as a goal. It was just a, that'd be nice. But then, yeah, the name got read out and I was shocked. I almost fell over when they made me stand up to like go. Go in, but that was cool. That was cool. I haven't done that much over the years since then, I don't think. But yeah, that was cool. Why do you think accredited the reason you did get selected back in team? Oh man, you'd have to ask them. I've got no idea. <laughs> Honestly, like I was the this confidence. chubby, I was this chubby first base that got some long hits sometimes. <laughs> 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 I don't know. They must have seen something. Yeah. But yeah, I was just yeah. I was, and it was it was like a coming into that environment like I'd had stories from Kyla like she'd been to a camp and sort of thing but I had no idea like I what I was in for like I had no idea and then we went you know if you want to talk about Dean Rice <laughs> oh. Dean was a fitness fanatic I was going to say you must have been fat yeah, yeah well I wasn't at the first camp <laughs> <laughs> and he used to take us on these um, it was it's like army styles like yeah. make or break sort of thing like yeah. he's not seeing the how he's not looking to see how fit you are he's looking to see how far you'll go yeah and which is yeah. a cool thing, like I respect that 100%, but my first camp I was like, holy shit, I need to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool and like that was a that was an awesome, awesome way to come in. And then like for me, like my, uh, we were named, both of us were named as non-travellers for the first World Series that came along, which was 2010. Yeah. And so like that was like, you know, you're gutted to miss out, but at the same time you're like, oh man, I'm like one of these four and now I get to help these girls prepare and like go down there every Saturday for Roman sprint sessions yeah. and you know and still be a part of it and like really like for me really support Cena on her journey and like, yeah. and continue that training bond that we'd started um, and then five days before they flew out I had a phone call from from Lynn Lockhart and she called me up and she's like Bex I'm like yes Lynn and she's like could you get five grand together <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and she's like, um, "We we'd like to we'd like for you to to join us and to and to come to this World Series that we're leaving for on oh, the weekend." Wow! Um, but I need to know. Softball New Zealand needs to know. Like, can you pay five grand? <laughs> we threw a Last good fundraiser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we made, I, I didn't even think of fashion. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. We threw a party. Yeah, we had a house party. <laughs> we had a massive a house party. Yeah. No, it wasn't two for two back then. That was 60 was, Cyclorama. Yeah, it was 60 Cyclorama. And there was actually a cyclone on that weekend coming in from the coast. And so we called it Cyclone at Cyclorama. And we actually charged people 50 bucks to attend. Yeah. And they came and they paid. Yeah, 50 was, bucks to attend. Yeah, yeah, awesome. But they knew I what it was these for. these good. Yeah, they knew what it was for. You know, we had a pool out the back. We had yeah. ping pong in the garage. Like... You know, it was just, it was a good time, but the whole concept was just about, look, we're going to do whatever we can to get Bex over there. And I'll tell you, I did not have five grand in my bank account, but I did not hesitate. I was like, yep, <laughs> yep, I'll get you five grand. <laughs> we'll find it. <laughs> I'm from out west. Give me 50 bucks. <laughs> Lynn, you want to come to our party? <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring it in folding cash though, all right? Well, there you go. For those that have just joined us, we've got the Bromhead Sisters, the first Three sisters to play internationally for New Zealand, the softball team, the White Sox, uh, Tegan, Rebecca and Kylie here with us. Oh, Bex, uh, talking about 2010, man, your World Series was in an interesting place. Yeah, it was in Venezuela, which was like an amazing, amazing World Series for it to be 
to, to like to have not have been named in the team and then get the opportunity to go. We did a warm up tour in Argentina, which was an experience, um, and then the actual World Series in Venezuela was like next level. It was amazing. Hugo Chavez, president at the time, mm-hmm. right? He was the man, right? Yep, yep. He was the man. He was the money. He made that happen. I think they got the hosting rights really late, and they just he was like whatever ha- whatever it takes, we'll do it. And they like they they built stadiums. Like, not just one, like, multiple stadiums oh. just for that World Series. Like, we'd roll in and there'd be fresh paint on the dugouts. <laughs> were, Don't lean on that wall. Like, yeah. Wow, wow. They're, like, interesting place too, right? Yeah. Security and stuff? Yeah, yeah. We had our own, like, um, all the teams were staying at the same hotel. So you had a level, and that was your level. Yeah. Um, you had a security detail that was your security detail. And so, like, we're not talking about just when you leave the hotel. Like, they stayed on our floor. Um wow. And so, like, if you're going downstairs, you get the eye, like, what you do? Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> um, we had to, there was a massive negotiation. I remember one of the day the girls were, like, bored. We'd done our training. We weren't quite into competition yet, so they were bored and they wanted to go out. And I know Kitty was, like, working on Lynn real hard to get to, there's a market next door. Yeah. There's a market next door. Can we go to the market? Is Kitty sure? Yeah, Kitty sure. You know, Kitty? like, she always wants to be doing something. She wants to, no. you know, she's energetic. She wants to get out there. There are no bars closed, Kitty. There are no bars closed. <laughs> So she had this big thing with Lynn and then Lynn had to do the big, um, you know, negotiation with the security detail. And so then we had all these rules and all these, like, you know, you had to have buddy system. They were watching everywhere. There were certain places you could go. But, yeah, that was cool. And then they, like, um, you know, they you get on the team bus to go to training or to the park. And so the, the bus, once it started moving, it did not stop. They stopped traffic for us. Wow. Like, they, the, we didn't stop at lights, we didn't stop at all until we got to where we're going just because of the, like, you know, security detail. Um, so you had, like, Puncherello on a bike with, like, an yeah, M16? Yeah, yeah, we had multiple people on bikes with with automatic machine guns. Wow. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> it was, like, and, like, you get to the park and, like, it didn't just stop there. There were snipers around the stadium, like, up on the top levels of the stadium looking wow. down. There was militia everywhere and, like, it was... It was, yeah, that was just, and like, I, as a blonde girl in, in Venezuela, I was like a novelty. They yeah. were, the kids were coming up and touching my hair and oh. wanted to, <laughs> want me to sign everything. And like, they're like, ooh, like, look at this white blonde girl. Like, <laughs> 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 Rebecca got 12 marriage proposals <laughs> while she was there, right? But it was like, there was riots to get into this place. Like, wow. um, Donnie came to watch. Mm-hmm. And he, I think it was um, Donnie and Courtney Mahi's mum were our only supporters that travelled to Venezuela. And they were like, there was riots to get onto the public transport to get home. Like they were, they didn't have security detail. Wow. Like I can't, I can't even imagine what it was like for them. That was an intense experience for us. And they were out there on their own, you know. What do you do when you sit going out for a fly ball and you see a sniper <laughs> looking at you from, from downtown? Honestly, and like, do you know what? Like a few weeks after our um, World Series ended, they had another tournament out there and an outfielder got shot in the leg. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If yeah. it's Venezuela who hit the ball, you let it land. Yeah, yeah. You do not catch that yeah. ball. Well, honestly, and Venezuela was in our pool. Yeah. And so their, their games each day were the night games. It was a televised night game. And, like, the stadium was full. And, like, I got to – I was I – because was, I was sort of doing game on, game off with Z. And so that was my start. And, man, I was, like, like you couldn't hear anything. Like, wow. I was playing first base. I'd, um, I'd, you know, I'd have a message to give to Cherie who was pitching. She, I was screaming at her. She could not hear me. I had to run over to the mound and like talk to her. And like it was just, it was one of the best moments of my life. Like to be in that batter's box 
with that noise and that atmosphere. And Venezuela was like having a, a real good run that tournament. They were really like hunting for medals and like we had had a rough start. Like we were not going to our potential or to, or to what our, like, you know, what we wanted to do. But we were kicking it with them and it was a tight game and it was like I hit the ball and I thought it was going out and I was like, it was yeah, yeah. everything beyond my dreams. And I'm like, right, like sort of drifting towards second base, like, oh, this is happening. And then it hit the fence and I'm like, oh shit, this is how I got to move. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, yeah, like to, to go from a place of, of thinking that I'm not even getting on that plane to then having those experiences and having those memories with me forever. Like that's like, man, that's just, yeah. Can't even put that stuff into words. One more question about Venezuela: yeah. uh, unlimited checkbook for uh, President Chavez in that one. And that was either the opening or the closing ceremony. They brought in some big actor play at Centerfield. They they like the opening ceremony. We sat there, right? So they the buses come to get you to take you to the opening ceremony, and we're all sitting there in our in our you know our dress outfits, and they've given us some fancy hats to wear. I don't know what that was about, but we're all in our hats and we're all watching. Um, and we're like, man, look at all these performers, and look at all this, and man, that's cool. And then the rappers, the famous rappers, came out. They they made a song. Like this is famous. I don't. I I got a shit memory, so I can't remember who they were. <laughs> but like we all got CDs with the song wow. on, and like they did like um like a a song about the softball world series and like who was competing in it and then when they were like Nuevo Zelanda and I'm like yeah New Zealand <laughs> but um like they did all this and we we're like man that was amazing and then we realized that was just the warm-up like they were just warming up for the actual opening ceremony and so then we sat through it all again but again like it was amazing and no expense spared but it was so rushed and so put together when the fireworks started going off they were shooting into the crowd because they, <laughs> they were falling over, like, and there's no one. And then, like, you've got these massive, like, you know, the stadium lights are on the outside. All of a sudden, you hear this massive smash because one of the stadium lights has dropped down outside oh, the stadium wow. and, like, on the walkway. And you're like, Fuck, nobody died. We're okay. <laughs> but it was just, like, it was, it was an out-of-body experience, that whole thing. It was amazing. Wow, fantastic. Well, let, uh, Tegan, let's talk a little bit about you now. 2013, massive year, not just for you, but for your, your family. First, it starts with a tournament down in Wellington, the Saints tournament, and you just ripped the ball, the leather off the ball. Yeah, well, it actually started earlier that year, Chop. Like, um, that was the, in what, March 2013, that's when we won Club Nationals. Yeah. So, and yes, that's right. It was, and I, you know, it was an amazing tournament, like, how we came together as a team was phenomenal and I played really well like especially in the final like probably one of the best games like in my mind that I've ever played and then they did the you know the old yeah. school like they named uh White Sox squad at mm. the end of club national squad a big squad it was like 45 people strong yeah. and it broke my little heart that I didn't make it yeah. like it just devastated me and what do you so, do there though I cried. Yeah, yeah. I cried. I gave myself like a few days yeah. to be upset about it, and then in that off season, I trained the hardest I've ever trained. You like, made the decision. You know, I got Becker in, I got Kyler in. I'm like, no, we're training. Like, you know, like two, three times a week, we were training through the whole off season. Like every kind of part of the game. Like I read Heads Up Baseball, like the book from Cena Hunkin. Like just keeps passing down, and then right at the start of the like 2013-2014 season, um, Dion decides that we're going to go down and play the Saints tournament as a, you know, pre-season tournament, yeah. like right at the start. And, yeah, I just kind of 
smoked it. Yeah, I just kind of went off. And um, I didn't even, you know, you don't even realize how well you're going until kind of somebody mentions it and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, especially like, you know, the end of the first day and then start the second day and then you start being like, oh, I've got to keep this going. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a shot at top batter here. And so that's what I was going for. I'm like, oh, I've got a shot. I can, like, get top batter. And so then um, at prize giving, they, I, I got top batter, which was awesome. Like, nice. I was stoked for that. And then Naomi Shaw, who was obviously very heavily involved in Saints. Yeah. So and she was the head coach at the time, right? She was the head coach of Not the Saints Not a bad tournament to shine at, just <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked my moment, that's for sure. Um, because then she awarded me top batter, and then she also did a bit of a speech and included me into the White Sox squad. Wow. So I was it was just me on my own, like, just being called in. So... It was probably, you know, everyone says things work out for a reason. And so being denied the White Sox squad when I did probably made me a much better player because I appreciated it more. I worked a lot harder for it. And it got me where I needed to be and gave me one of the best moments in my softball history. Well, they talk about earning the fern and and you obviously, you made the decision. You can either go one or two ways there, right there, when you miss that selection and, and getting heartbroken and... Uh, choosing to work harder, and just because I wasn't selected by one person doesn't mean I'm not, not you know, not deserving uh, of, of that team. So when you did make the team with your sisters for the first time, it was here at Rosedale Park, right, for the Glee Shield uh, series. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, yeah, it was, it was pretty an awesome moment. Like there was a few parts that made it extra special, like. Our mum, friend, like always been heavily involved. She actually surprised us on our first playing day with she got us necklaces. Like we've all got matching necklaces and they're kind of like, oh, what kind of sign is it? Like a Celtic sign kind of thing? Mm. Anyway, they're all like each little section. There's three sections and they're all different colours, which like, you know, each one of us. And then um, on the day that we played our first game, we had... Uh, jersey presentation for the debuts and well for everybody but so I got my very first New Zealand number which anybody who knows me and has ever talked about me I've always always idolized Donny Hale I've loved him for a very very long time and um, so I was ecstatic because I was handed jersey number 22 Mm. and it was just amazing like everything was kind of coming together and then we got to on the was it the second day I don't know Maybe the second day. Second day of Gilly Shield, and then they put all three of us in the lineup. Wow. And so Kyla was catching, Becca was playing first base, and I was playing right field. And it was just like they appreciated. Oh, you're all on one side as well. We're all on one side. Like we're just in one line. That's not a photo op, what is? (laughs) We do have a couple of photos of it, like shooting down, like getting all the way through. And so it was really, really cool because it was Naomi Shaw was head coach, um, and Izzy Nukunuku was assistant coach or battery coach. Assistant coach. And so, you know, they're both from very softball-orientated families. And so they appreciated how big of a moment it was and actually gave us the opportunity for all three to go on the lineup. So, like, the starting lineup. And so it was just amazing. Yeah. What was mum like, girls? She cried. (laughs) She cried. And I think she stopped smiling, like, the whole tournament. And she was living it up in the stands, too, talking to everybody. Those are my girls. (laughs) (laughs) My girls. It's, um, because that was actually the first time that mum had gotten to see me play in the, like, in-person play. Because, again, when I started travelling, I had my kids, so I couldn't go unless mum stayed at home with the kids. She'd had a chance um, to watch Bex up in... 
White Horse. White Horse. Yeah, White Horse, way up in Canada. Um, but she'd never gotten to see me. And my daughter, who time was only five or six at the time, so, she, you know, mum kept pissing off and playing somewhere, but she'd never seen it. And so it wasn't just about mum, it was about Tayan being able to see this is what aunties and mum go and do. Like, this is them doing it. So, yeah, she cried and, it, you know, it was a big thing to have Tegan there for the first time, but it was also... Mine and Bex's first time playing at home in the jersey. And for a lot of the girls, we'd never gotten to play at home and compete at home in front of the people that we love and the community. And, you know, the ones, you don't just play for your own team, but you play for the people that made you who you are. So, yeah, it was it was insane. I think we all shed a few tears and, you know, not just us, but the whole team around being able to do that here. Well, yeah. a very special and historic moment there. The three, only time ever, Three uh, ladies in the same family representing the Fern, New Zealand White Sox team, and, and that was 2013 Gilly Shields history making. It's in the book and it belongs to the Bromheads. It's fantastic. If I can fast forward now to 2014, the first World Series that both you and Bex right got to play together. Where was that, and, and, and how did that feel? Yeah, we were over in Netherlands. Um, Harlem was where it was actually based. Um, you know, it's good. It's me and Bex. We're, we're different. You know, we have different styles of play with different people, but when it comes down to it, being able to have your blood, like she said, and your sister alongside you, it is like you've got your, your little blankie there when you need it. But at the same time, you've got the little demon on the other side telling you to pull your head in when you need it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, um, blankie and demon. Never yeah, heard that mixed demon, together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, it, it was another, it was my first Um and it was that we had a really good team, a really, a really bonded team, um, and it was a good mix of experience and then kind of the girls who have been around for a few years now, and then even new blood coming through. So, um, you know, me and Bex always kind of took, a, I guess, what you'd say, a motherly role for some of the some of the younger ones. So, yeah. but it was just it was incredible, and then being able to like Tegan actually came over. Um, she was a non-travelling reserve for that one. You so guys are inseparable. Yeah, she actually <laughs> flew all the way to bloody Europe to watch us. So just having her up in the stands, and we had a we had a like an even bigger support crew at that one. Um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a good way to kick off my career. I can tell you that. What was the fundraise for that World Series? Oh, we did an amazing race. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I went to that. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Wait a minute. You made us eat like a fish eye to yeah. start that yeah. thing. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, well, you did it. You got it happened a lot quicker than I thought it was. I thought it was going to slow people down and they smashed it. You actually missed the one where we did a pig kidney. Thing. Oh. <laughs> or yeah. the of milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've had some good fundraisers over the years. Try and keep it different. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Damien, it ended up in a bar, right? Surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> weird. Shocker. So weird. <laughs> Not in West Auckland, I'd drink though. to that. He's <laughs> born in West Auckland. He did. He's got a pair of those black jeans, right? <laughs> well, I live in Upper Of course I've got black jeans. <laughs> I just realised I'm wearing black jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Damien's still got the leopard underpants. So it's all right. Do you even own pants? <laughs> you guys can start your own clothing range like you. <laughs> Be on the dugout after dark. <laughs> Leopard skin range. <laughs> it writes itself. The bitch. The, the, right. the catalog's getting bigger already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, um, the whole theme we've noticed with your upbringing and playing together, what you're doing for your club, and, and seeing you supporting each other there in 14, obviously capped off a little something special come in Chiba Japan. 
Yeah, yeah, in um, 2018, that was cool, that was awesome, like Kyla was, um, she'd been selected and she was going by herself, and so like, she'd done that in 2016, but mm. um, like that was the first year that I'd sort of missed out, so for me to go over there and, and be that close to the team when I'd really wanted to be playing was like, couldn't do it, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I think we've got to back it up a bit though, like, so... And I think I talked about it in my sort of questionnaire and stuff, but Japan was a tough tour. 2018, again, I had gone on my own in 2016. And, mm-hmm. yep, like, I'm not... A lot of these girls have become family. Their families have become families. You're very lucky if your family can travel and go and watch you. A lot of people can't. Um, but 2018 for me, was it was a tough tour for many reasons and whatnot. And, you know, it was probably one of those those tours where it was just that time that I just needed my support crew a little bit closer if I could Um, and so I'm over there Um, I was really lucky because old Miss Cena Hunkin ended up being like my (laughs) adopted mum on the trip and then Lynn um, Lockhart got called back in to help manage and so she was there and you know really good really good team really good vibe Um, but I just for some reason I needed my support crew a little bit closer and then we sort of we played a warm up game. Uh, I think it was a day before World Series kicked off, um, and it was a night game. And then Lynn's like, "Look, Kylie, you need to come with me." Straight after the game, she's like, "You need to grab your gear, come with me. Can you tell everyone hurry up? We need to get to the vans." Like there was a few protocols we had to meet. Um, so I'm like, "Oh crap!" Like, "Yep, girls, get moving!" Like, "Come on, we've got to go, we've got to go." So I'm like rushing people up. Meanwhile, I can hear my name getting called, like, and I was just ignoring it. Like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we're coming, we're coming." And then I look over. Everyone calls your name. Yeah. And then I, and then I the look right over. Name. And I just drop my bags. Like, and then my family's just standing there. And everyone's sort of yelling. And I just honestly just start bawling my oh. eyes out. There's actually a video of it. My sister-in-law videoed it. And it was like, I just, yeah, I, I cannot explain it. Like, it, it, it got me through that tour. But it also allowed me to realise, like, holy crap, this is how far I come, like, all the work, all the hours, the leaving your kids behind, everything, like, these people have got me, do you know what I mean? And it just, it's exactly what I needed at exactly the right time, like, I still cry when I watch the video now, like, it, yeah. It's she had insane. definitely never been that happy to see us before. No, <laughs> never and never since. Um, <laughs> Lucky there's a video. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but, yeah, because I had no idea. It was an absolute surprise. It was full awesome. set up. I don't, I don't know how they pulled it off because I usually figure everything out. But man. honestly, we were dodging and diving and ducking and like you guys came and we were sitting up talking to Lynn before you guys were warming up on a different field and then all of a sudden we saw a player and we busted ours back out of the diamond. Yeah, and like how many people were actually in on the secret? Because obviously we went and met with the support crew. So there was like a whole bunch of us sitting in the stands and everyone was keeping an eye out and suddenly New Zealand players were there on the field and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> and so we actually, it was Rebecca, myself and my fiance, Kristen, we actually, we ducked, like we were like crawling out of the stadium and it, it wasn't a warm up game. Commando. It was the first game of, of World Series. Oh God. And so we didn't want to miss the game, but we yeah. didn't want her to see us. So, and the stands, like you could see everything from the field, like the stands were close. Like if we were there, she would have seen us. Yeah. So we actually went outside of the stadium and 
we climbed up on the structure at the back. We found a big dirt pile. We found a big dirt pile and we're all just standing up there on our tiptoes looking over the stadium fence like and be like, cats. yeah, we can see it from here. We can see it. We're all right. But and we also like, had to like be real careful we didn't make eye contact with the New Zealand right fielder in case she <laughs> runs in the dugout and be like, wait, Carly, your sister's are out there. <laughs> and meanwhile, like all these lovely Japanese people are walking their dogs. It was yeah. obviously a big dog park. Everybody and was trying to help us. They yeah. were like, are you guys lost? Do you, the dugout entry, it's, it's if you want to enter the it's over here. We're like, no, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. And then some people climbed up the structure with us and they were watching the game and it was like a whole big thing out in like the Wop Wops and right field. <laughs> Travel halfway around the world. I'm going to watch it down there. <laughs> oh, that's an awesome story. It really is. And it just shows the bond that you uh, three sisters have, not only obviously at that world championship uh, around the world, but uh, what you've done uh, throughout your careers. It's really been marvellous to watch you all play, uh, uh, but also what you're doing uh, for the sport. I had a chance to talk to Naomi Shaw a little bit earlier this week, and she said this about the Bromhead family. She said the Bromhead name is synonymous in Auckland softball, with the three sisters having repped, obviously, New Zealand level. But the stalwarts of the Waitakere Bears Club, along with Mum, Fran, they've dedicated themselves to the development of junior players at that club and representative level. Watch this space, because the younger members of the Bromhead family are starting to come through. <laughs> yeah, Much she respect. She, she knows. Says. So, <laughs> but it doesn't get any bigger than that, Naomi Shaw. And it's I a fantastic know. comment. Thank you, Naomi. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, girls, we're, we're just about there. Well, of course, we've got the Beyond the Dugout All-Star Selection. Ah, yes. And, oh, uh, yes. And so this is for you to pick any athlete you think one athlete only, you get to be the coach this time, right? And pick one athlete. We're going to ask you girls to pick one each here. And then I'll tell you what we're going to do with it at the end of that. But uh, one athlete can be from New Zealand, can be from anywhere in the world, one position. Who wants to go first? Men's or women's? Is this, yeah. Oh, what, this sorry, to, of course. Is this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the... You already told me off about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can oh, I pick sorry, a dude? Can I pick a dude? Oh, no. I'm not going to that party. But, of course, let's go <laughs> no, and ladies' team. to that party. Ladies' team, cool. I'm going to steal Ueno before Tegan does. No! <laughs> you kick go Ueno. But I've met her. I love her. <laughs> you can agree to pick her and put it forward. Okay, okay you can have Ueno. Okay, I have Ueno as pitcher. Oh, wait a minute. You said you met her. Tell us about that. Uh, well, again. Did you meet her, though? I did. I have a photo with her. She touched me. <laughs> <laughs> this was... Honestly, Chop, the 2014, like, it kind of really worked out great for me being the non-travelling reserve. Yeah. Like, first, I got to steal a home run ball for Becca. <laughs> she hit a bomb, and I got to steal the ball. And then I got to hang out with Donny Hale <laughs> for a week. Nice. <laughs> and 22 brother and sister. Yes. Right, yeah. And then, obviously, the lovely Cena Hunkin. And so, obviously, Donny and Cena play in Japan a lot. Yeah. And so it turns out I was just talking about my love of Ueno in the stands next to Cena. And it turns out that she played on the same team as Ueno's catcher. And so she was like, would you like to meet her? And I was like, what? No. I was like, can I? And so then Cena took me. Um, and so there was a whole line, like basically Ueno is a celebrity. Like, she gets looked after after every game. Oh, yeah. And there is a line of people waiting to get autographs with her. And so Cena went to um, Ueno's catcher. I can't remember her name. No, can't remember her name. Um, and so basically talked to her and asked if I could meet Ueno. And so I got to go shake her hand, get a photo with her. And obviously there wasn't much conversation, but it was, it was amazing. And then 
Cena also introduced me to Stacey Porter. <laughs> Thank you, Cena. Do you know, just speaking of UNO, I remember for New Zealand when we were playing in Whitehorse in 2012, we um, were playing Japan and obviously we were never expected to be any kind of threat against Japan, but we like they didn't score in the first inning and all of a sudden we had a couple hits and we weren't scoring either, but like we were so excited because we got Ueno to go up and warm up. We were like, she might come in. <laughs> we got she her off the bench. We, yeah, and she only warmed up for like, I don't know, half an inning because then they smashed us by, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but um, the fact that we got her to warm up, we were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, who's up next? Are you yeah. going to go? I'm going to do it before yeah. you steal it. Um, mine would be Stacey Porter. Wow. Yeah, Stacey Porter, third base. I was actually... Lucky enough. So, yeah, X1, F45 over here. <laughs> I'll have you know that I'm a reigning champ of SummerSlam in Australia. Oh, oh. just saying. Mighty Panthers. Drop um, the mic. Don't, exactly. drop, don't drop that mic. So, <laughs> and, so, yeah, I actually, I was fortunate enough. I played against Stace for years and years and years. But to play with her, albeit it's an insane environment. But I was just like, oh, yeah, I thought you were cool, but... No, you're actually cool. Like, <laughs> nah, it was it was insane. And I mean, let's be real. You can't you can't compare to Stacey Porter. And as somebody that I know, especially um, ourselves, we've always looked at her. And even as an Aussie growing up, so I guess that's a little bit of my connection to home to a point. Like, I feel like I'm not being a traitor because I was born <laughs> there. Um, but I'd have home Stacey, Stacey at their base. Strong home word. That's a strong half, word. Half halves. <laughs> half halves. <laughs> <laughs> My pinky's still there when I want to win a championship <laughs> for, for SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, Stacey Porter, what a beast in yeah. the box for sure. Bex, right over there, you go. Okay, so team's looking pretty strong so far. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna throw in Fiona Timu. Oh yeah, because yeah. like I know that like for us, I know our our peak years for the for the White Sox was um, before my time when they won in '82, won the gold medal, and they were strong before that, and then strong. Um, for uh, all the way up to like I think 90, 92 sort of thing um, but so like a lot of those players were before my time I didn't get to see them at their peak like getting to see like Ronda Hitter play um, in the mm. Fast 45 oh, this year yeah. that was cool man and how fit does she look wow. like wow <laughs> I don't want to do fitness testing against her and I don't even know how <laughs> old she is <laughs> but um, like one person that we did get to play with and, and I know Tegan's already spoken about it was Fiona Timu and, like, the fact that I got to swing with her bat one time was, like, pretty exciting. Um, but, yeah, like, as someone, like, you know, she made the White Sox at 16 and then she was captain for such a long time and she was a powerhouse. Like, playing first base against her as a lefty power hitter that can drop a bunt was terrifying. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. And so, like, and I always, I always, like, um, you know, I think, I think we have a lot to learn from, from other, other countries and stuff about celebrating our people. And I, I think I, it was always a sad thing for me that she sort of, she just sort of slipped off into the night and moved to Australia. And we didn't, you know, I'd like the chance to celebrate our legends and, and really like do that. And so if this is an opportunity right now to, to celebrate one of our legends, then, then yeah, I would, I would like to put Fiona to me. And oh, that's it. Well that, said. That's awesome, Beck. So I'll, I, I know you, your sisters are tight. So we've got Ueno from Tegan. And, of course, we've got Stacey Porter here from Kyla and now Fiona Timmy from Bex. You three are now going to pick one <laughs> to nominate to that all-star team out of those three. Ooh. Oh. Man. <laughs> all the faces <laughs> just dropped. <laughs> like, yuck. Oh, that's – man, that's tough. 
Especially after your speech that you just did and then her speech. You know, I'm just like fangirling, yeah. like, I met you, I know. I'd just like to see a legend in there. Uh, <laughs> Man, no, no pressure, guys. Because honestly, like, you can't even, like, they're all superstars. Like, yeah. you know, like, if you talk about, you want to talk about Ueno, like, her, her pitching history just at the Olympics alone. Like, and what she's going to do this year, you know, yeah. like, man, that's like, but then Stacey Porter, like, when we go on to, when we used to go every, every, like, we used to go to all the Gillies tournaments in Australia, and like, whenever, you know, whenever we'd have, we bled, Naomi bled a long, lot of young talent through at the Gillies, and whenever we'd have a game break and we'd sit up, watch, I'd be like, oi, watch this girl hit. Watch this guy, and it was always Stacy. Yeah. You know, like you, you showstopper, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if she's up to hit, you stop, you watch. Should we you just know? say it on three? Oh, I don't know, but I don't know what to oh, say. Oh, I Majority. like that. Damien, like count them down. Like Majority. Oh. Are we going three, two, one? Yeah. One, two, three. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So we but go. And go. After, no, we after go. After go. Is this yeah. one of those things where we drop the beard on the TV? Like yeah. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Stacey. Stacey. Two to one. Two to one. <laughs> oh, I feel oh. like I've betrayed our White You're Sox history. Mm. Oh, don't go that far. Oh. To be fair, all three were outstanding athletes, weren't they? Fiona Toomey, one of the greatest uh, for New Zealand. Fantastic. And thank you for recognising her here today, Bex. And, of course, Stacey Porter. We know she's going to make the team. Someone's going to pick her. Fantastic. But it is two to one. It is Kike Hueno, the ace and the reigning Olympic champion. Yeah. Right now, we'll find out what happens this year and whether she can topple USA uh, come in Tokyo. So look forward to that. Uh, last question I just want to ask uh, each one of you. I've got one. I'll start with you, uh, Kyla. Um, is How do I get an invite to this part? No, that's <laughs> not the question. Just come with Maddie. You heard it's an open door. <laughs> Maddie's, Maddie's invited. You can drive. I know. Stop inviting you. Drive, bloody drive. kid. Good luck. Uh, no, uh, if you could give one bit of advice uh, to an athlete up and coming now, what would that be? Kyla gives lots of advice. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I think well, people can read into this as much as they want to, but something that I've carried for a few years now and I've said to the young ones is I actually don't care about who you are as an athlete when you're winning. I care about who you are as an athlete when you're losing. Amen. And so it's about thinking about how you do things, who you are, how you interact with people when you're losing because you're going to lose in our game more than you win. Yeah, She walks that as well, which is cool. Nice. Tegan, for you to explain to someone, no, different question. Oh, explain okay. to someone. <laughs> I'll be like, protect your knees. <laughs> <laughs> Take your vitamins. <laughs> if you were to explain to someone the love of this game, how would you explain it? The love of this game, it becomes your whole life. It becomes, and it, it feeds into every aspect of your life, like, it's my family, it's my best friends, it's my social circle, it's my drinking buddies. It's where my love of competition came from and where I can use that love of competition all the time. And it's just, like, to love this game gives you a life, no matter what avenue you go down. And I think that's something that we've always got to appreciate because it's, like Kyla, you know, said, it's not the, you know, you lose far more than you win. So it's what you take off the diamond that's the most important. And it has a lot of life lessons that you'll keep forever. And it's always going to be so, so important. Oh, good advice right there. Bex, last one uh, for you. What's the difference maker between normal athlete and an elite athlete, especially at the international level? Work ethic. 
that's it, man. Like, there's some, there's a difference between being talented and being an international athlete, like one that has longevity. People like Fiona Timmerman and stuff like that. Like, if you, um, I just I I see I see some like you know I've seen a lot of athletes over the over the past decade come and go and and the one thing like. I think I always wonder because I see some of these young girls that are so gifted and it's just so natural to them that they, they don't even realise how hard it is for some of the others to keep up. And I always wonder, man, like, if you worked as hard as the one that's scrapping just to get an invite, how good could you be? And that's, what I, that's the challenge I would lay out to a lot of our young athletes. Like, how good can you actually be? I know you're good. Mm. How good could you be? Like it's not about being the best in New Zealand. You want to be the best in the world. Like that's how we. That's how we get better. That's how we win. You know, You're like Stacey Porter. You got to exactly. be a Fiona Timmy, right? Exactly. Very, awesome. very, very nice. Well, I don't know about you, Damien, but these girls have been simply outstanding, bud. Absolutely outstanding. I've enjoyed the last uh, couple of hours. Well, hour, hour and a bit. Yeah, well, a couple of hours. No, it's been great. Thank you very much. Well, they're worth it, man. Just edit it down, edit it down. Nah, we talked about it beforehand. We were like, you know, we're trying to limit it to an hour. But with you girls, you deserve the time. You know, we love what you do for the for the women's game uh, here in New Zealand. We've loved being fans of you playing as well. And, of course, you know, just that 2013 playing together, the three sisters, the only ones to do it in our country. I actually it, didn't know that. I didn't realise that we were the only ones. That's cool. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Way to pay attention, Beck. <laughs> we're not here because we're sisters. <laughs> no, you can throw a mean party. <laughs> well, coming up next is one of the great centre fielders for the Golden Home Black Sox for us on the next episode, Thomas Markia. Girls, what's your thoughts on, on, on Thomas? Oh, you can't put words to that. He's, he's a legend. Um, and I guess for me... Unfortunately or fortunately, I connect Thomas to his niece now, Mediana, who she's been to a couple of my parties. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but no, Thomas is, he's by far his own right within his own name. And there was a few Marquias around and that's thing. It's another a really strong Sopple family. But yeah. yeah, Thomas was his own force and his own right, regardless of the last name. So yeah, it's awesome to see him still involved in the game and now involved in actually the youth of the game and having these boys get taught some of the right stuff at the right age. Um, so, yeah, it's, I still get a little bit of a, ooh, it's Thomas Markia. <laughs> when you see him on a ballpark, whereas when I see Chop, I'm like, oh, it's Chop. <laughs> <laughs> move on, move on. <laughs> Tegan, Thomas is still playing. It's unbelievable, and he still looks like an athlete. He must have protected his knees, Chop. <laughs> <laughs> He was one of those ones, though, where you talk about you go to the ballpark and you, if they're up to bat, you stop yeah. whatever you you're doing yeah. and you watch. Yeah. And he was he was one of those for me. And I especially, like, as an outfielder, eh? Like, you yeah. just sit there and watch them do this. Like, yeah. Oh, we're, we're lucky because we got to watch them in their prime, yeah. you know? And I you, you start to sound like an old nana, eh? <laughs> talking to the kids because you're like, oh, no, you guys don't know. <laughs> you guys <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I was just like, you know, especially as an outfielder, you're just... He made everything so easy. It just looks so natural, so easy, and just, you know, you play, you know, that's the dream. Make it look like you do it in your sleep. And he did it, and he did it well. 
Well, Damon, we talked about it in the pre-show that uh, this week there was going to be a special question. And if you can get that answer, you'll win the bar tab here at the Warrell Sports Bar. $50 bar tab. And, of course, that question was, who is the fastest out of the three? We've had it confirmed. <laughs> Roman Gabriel's just texting. <laughs> if it's not me, I'm going to be angry. Tegan, it wasn't you. <laughs> Does this feel like one of those rose ceremonies? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or the week I just link. leave my mic here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Well, we know Kyla's got the best parties, but she's not the fastest. It was yes! Rebecca. Yes. Oh, stop yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, Fast as fuck, boy. Come <laughs> <laughs> get some. I don't know if Kyla's more angry she's not the faster or she's like, someone's getting a bar tab and it's not because of me. Hey, I'm going to go do sprint training. I've got to go to the gym. Is I am so up? pumped <laughs> right now. Oh, 38 and what? Was that over the five metre? <laughs> like, I take a little while to get going. I didn't say to him who was the quickest at the bar because maybe we all know you would have won that one, Kyla. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Beyond the dugout episode with the historic... Three sisters, the Bromheads. Thank you, Bex, Tegan, and Kyla, for joining Damien and I in this one. So much for your time, but the insight to understand about you guys and, and where you've come from, but what you're doing right now is so important for our game, especially on the female side, and we just thank you for it. I just, I, I'm sure the girls will say something as well, but I just want to thank you guys for even for inviting us down here. And the fact that you guys are doing this, like I listened to the Lala interview and I'm so excited to, to listen to the guests that you guys have got coming up because, man, we've got so much history here in New Zealand. Like, and it's like the Black Sox have got a celebrated history, but there's so much more. There, you know, there's the people in the associations and the people at the clubs and like, I, the fact that you guys are giving people the opportunity to, to like really get to know them and hear their stories and stuff, like this is awesome. Like I'm 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 stoked that we were invited down and, and but I'm I'm just real excited to hear more about our our people here in, in New Zealand. So thank you for, for doing this and I see your setup and this is legit professional guys. Like Watch this out. Is, we're in a bar but this shit is legit. <laughs> <laughs> and Chop, you got my name right every time. Yeah. Oh I know. <laughs> well, we give him enough grief about it. So yeah. it's about time. <laughs> she bowed me up in the beer tent, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what she's like, say my name right, I'm gonna beat you over there. <laughs> but Charlie's been so violent. <laughs> It was a beer team. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, same. Thanks to um, you know Damien and yourself, like what you are doing here, it's it is. It's quite incredible, and it's the lineup of people to come. And Bex hit it on the head. Like it's not just about black socks and white socks. And what, yes, it's the pinnacle of our sport and what many aim to be. But a lot of people play this game just to play with their mates and play Absolutely. with their whānau and you know have some fun and enjoy company. And that's something that I like to say that we pride ourselves on is it's about keeping the community whether you're up here or down deep south it doesn't matter um but yeah you're giving an opportunity not just for in new zealand but i saw somebody commented and he's in tasmania like it i know you've got a you've viewing. got fans everywhere yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but no like be able to showcase the sport and the people behind the sport and you guys are your people yourself so if anything i want to throw it out on the table about why don't you sit in the hot seat one day and have other people Ooh. interview you. Yes, interviews. Yeah. Okay, that's not happening at Sparkle, <laughs> just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not much of a talker. I don't know about him. But <laughs> <laughs> He's gone all quiet now. Is anybody ever who, who, who would ask the questions, up? though? I'm sure we can find someone. <laughs> you got Paddy Shannon out. Nah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't stop talking to ask questions. 
<laughs> is he looking? Nah, <laughs> nah, he's looking into the distance. I going to say, yeah, it's, it's an honour to be on here and to get to share our experiences and our philosophies. And that's what I'm most interested about is to hear people who are elite athletes who, you know, Black Sox are champions, but how did they get there? Mm. You know, what did they, what do they think through? What do they go through? Like, and especially like, you know, all the day-to-day stuff, who they interact with. Like, you don't get to have these conversations in the beer tent you know, when you're opposition, you don't get to know this much about a lot of the players. So I'm really, yeah, thank you for what you're doing and I'm really interested to see where it goes. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank you, ladies. We are so aesthetic. Thank you so much for coming in today. It was great to get that insight as we talked about and there's only one word when you're talking about history in the White Sox, it's Brom here. (laughs) Is Is that two words? Is that, come on, don't be like that. Now you get me guessing. Is that two words or is it not? But I know one thing, they are superstars of our game here in New Zealand and we're just so lucky to have them here in the the bar, our Auckland base at the Warrior Sports Bar here on Beyond the Dugout. So thank you ladies again, Kyla, Tegan and Rebecca Bex, the Bromheads. And of course, you can't stop without saying something for mum, Fran as well. The Bromheads, they've been fantastic. That's Beyond the Dugout for another week. And you know it is Thomas Mark here coming up next back shortly. the strategy is man we've got to figure that one out you know i was thinking we should hit her up to send out the stubby holders i tell you what though (laughs) all joking aside do historic making of the bromhead sisters the gilly shield there representing new zealand the only three sisters to do it at one time what a treat to have them here and beyond the dugger outstanding mate i mean we've we've talked about over the last few weeks how family orientated softball is. You know, we've had a we've had some uh, a twin, we've had some brothers, sisters um, on the list. You know, but to have three of the same family represent the fern, even if it was for just one game, they got to do it together. They got to do it as a family, and that's how it all started out for them. And I just think that's awesome. Well, the cool thing about that is we know that um, the female game of, of softball in New Zealand is exciting and it's got a storied history but it's got an, uh, an awesome future to come as well and it's great to just showcase some of our wahine tours, some of our amazing female athletes we've got here in New Zealand. Oh, without a doubt, mate, without a doubt. You know, the Bromhead sisters have been around, done their thing, paid their dues and paved the way for a lot of these young young women to come through. We, we talked about their 200, each of them making the 200 club. Um, you know, five players in Auckland have made that 200 club and three of them have <laughs> Bromhead um, next to their name. And I, I'm sure just the next generation coming through, uh, Kyla's and the ones um, coming through are going to stamp their mark as well. Yeah, looking forward to that in the future. We're also looking forward next week will be one of the best, well, if not the best centre fielder ever to play for the Black Sox and Thomas Markia. That's very exciting for me. I've watched uh, Thomas from the outside. You know, I wasn't really involved in the game, but obviously watched the game for a long time. Being from the Hutt Valley, you know, watch Wellington and, and Hutt Valley. And, and Thomas Markia, an absolute legend of the game. Um, was stoked to see him still out there um, and later this uh, this uh, season just gone. So um, I'm, I'm so excited to, to hear that what that man has to say. 
I mean, it, it's kind of like he broke the mould. I mean, Thomas Markia took over centre field, came in with that shallower uh, um, fielding distance, the drop step technique, and, you know, it, it's one of those once-in-a-lifetime players which you just won't see him again. No, absolutely not. And and rightly so, you know, like he learned from other. Everyone's going to learn from him, but there's there's only one person to set the standard. Yeah, fantastic. Well, there you go. Next week, episode ten drops on Friday, the eighteenth of June. It's drive time, six pm. It's always the same time. We'll see you all next week. I've been Jason Googs, aka Chopper, on behalf of Damien Collins. Thank you for joining Beyond the Dugger. See you guys. Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam Do it for your city, true ballers understand You gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Be on the dugout be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout.